0: Thank uh-huh. you.
1: recording on Devil's Night. I know we don't like to talk about the date, but it's Devil's Night, so we're talking about it. I
2: mean, it's dark in your basement, so I, I think it's appropriate. I specifically
1: put these spooky lights on. They're perfect. And I made the orb orange, so I'm like, it's like a pumpkin. They're
2: perfect. And I was telling somebody the other day, Halloween season lasts beyond Halloween. So oh, yeah. it might have been you. It was probably on this podcast, actually, because let's be honest.
1: Fuck Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'll delicious. give thanks,
1: but fuck Thanksgiving.
2: I'll give it a couple days. Yeah. Like, it can have two days before and two days after. Like a long yeah. weekend, yeah, kind of vibe to it, and that that sounds great. yeah, I'm excited, uh, you know, i I was invited to a Thanksgiving, and I'm excited about it, yeah, so it's a valid occasion, but it doesn't deserve a month,
1: yeah, not at all. It's
2: also based on some pretty gnarly things. yeah uh,
1: again, fuck Thanksgiving,
2: yeah, exactly. Mine is delicious food.
1: Yeah, the food's fine. Everything else. <laughs>
2: Don't take my mashed potatoes from me. That's right. all I'm saying. Right. And my uh stuffing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Love stuffing.
2: By the way, have you heard about the Mandela effect about stovetop stuffing? No. It was never stovetop stuffing. What was it? Stuffing.
1: Stuffing. Okay. <laughs>
2: but they're saying that stovetop was never like, like. I think that brand had a type their their bigger brand you know whatever yeah. their parent brand is i forget like post Pepperidge or whatever or like that. yeah uh there is like a stuffing mix but like that wasn't the one but then there's all these people who remember the stovetop stuffing like commercials from like the 80s and stuff uh, and probably 90s and if you look it up that wasn't a thing
1: Ah, uh, the mandela effect man
2: mm-hmm. uh, well and actually i'm I'm not sure how I feel about them. I know you and I talked about like the Nightmare Before Christmas one with yeah. Zero's nose. And like I was totally convinced it was red. Could have just been poor quality. But also like, I don't know. I had it on DVD and watched it like a million times. And yeah. that was like an anniversary DVD. So
1: it would have been clear because they would have
2: remastered
1: for now. First time on DVD. About exactly. The
2: so my mind is blown. Yeah. Like literally blown by that one. And then <laughs> what was the other one I saw? These are all from TikTok, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Um.
1: Have you ever heard oh. of the sex in the city one? No. So like some people remember it as sex in the city. And there's even like like s- pictures and proof of things that say sex in the city. It says yeah. sex and the city.
2: Yeah. I don't know what I think it is. You know, with some of them, I'm like, I, I legitimately don't know what I remember it
1: as. I definitely n- notice sex and the city.
2: I know that's how people say it. So I think that's how I say it. But yeah. I it doesn't sound wrong either. Do you know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. But I think it. I think Sex and the City makes more sex, more More sex, more sex. (laughs) Makes more sex. Makes all the sex. Yes,
2: Uh, yeah. Because
1: it's her two loves, Sex and the City.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the complications of both.
1: I couldn't help but wonder.
2: (laughs) Uh, Do you remember the uh, Klondike bars like
1: commercials? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Apparently, Patrick not sponsored.
2: That's not how it goes. What is it? What would you do? No, I can't do it because that's how I think it is, too. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Like, it just, like, skips the ooh.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: I know. And I was like, no, it's doo -doo." Like, because we all did that. Like, we made jokes about it and, like.
1: Right. Be
2: like, I'll pay you in Klondike bars. What would you do? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was the thing. But apparently, no, it was never that.
1: And honestly, like, what would I do for a Klondike bar? I'd walk to 7-Eleven and get it out of the freezer because they're not, like. I'm not Fine. killing a man for a Klondike bar—they're not that good.
2: They're good, but they're not like great.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I'm probably, honestly, at this point, gonna get what 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 is that other one? The the, the Magnum bar, or whatever. Oh yeah. Those are deal with the caramel. Oh yeah. Shut the front door. Those oh, are yeah. delicious.
1: I also love the like the little Dove snack sized chocolate ice creams. Oh, I haven't had those. My mom always had them. She always there was a period where I she always had them in the house because like they're only a hundred calories per snack. And so they're like, just a little treat, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I, I love the little treat things. Yeah. My aunt, uh, had a thing with it's like an obsession, almost obsession with the, uh, chocolate covered bananas. When those like came out in the freezer oh, sections yeah. for the same reason of like they're 25 calories per, ba- per banana slice. Oh yeah. Per slice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, do you remember those like hundred calorie packs or just like the tiny little cupcakes? They're like three tiny cupcakes and they had the carrot cake flavor.
2: I don't. Like, I don't, Like, are we talking like a hostess thing or like? I think they may have been.
1: If they weren't Weight Watchers brand, they were definitely Weight Watchers adjacent. Okay, I just remember having them in the house growing up. I'm like, Ooh, they're only 100 calories for three cupcakes. Oh, my God. You're too young for this, but
2: I'm going to bring this up anyway. So like my version of growing up and remembering something like that in the house was. um, And this is during when people thought like fat free was positive oh like they yeah thought that was like the way to eat or whatever
1: right because it'd be like just nothing mm-hmm. but sugar but it's fat free
2: and this i don't think this brand even exists anymore it's called Snackballs. you i heard of it okay. i've heard of it yeah. yeah so they they had like a devil's food like cookie cake fat free or whatever so it was like it wasn't that good to be honest but it was like a subpar like thin slice of like chocolate cake like stuff with like a yeah. little bit of marshmallow and then like a thin layer of crappy chocolate on the outside of it my mom went through like a phase where she was just like, well, this is just like a little, you know, a little treat that's like not that bad for you. Right. And so, like, I had them too. And just like, I remember knowing that they were never good though, but yeah. they were like the thing we had.
1: Did you ever have Slim Fast?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Good old can of chocolate mystery.
2: I, uh, I want, I when I started going to Michigan State University and it was for my second degree I didn't have housing right away
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I stayed with like a boyfriend in like a very small apartment with him and a roommate and so I didn't have a lot of space for two weeks yeah and I remember I basically like lived off slum fast because I was like well I can stick those in my car and they don't go bad it was like the most disgusting two weeks of my life because I was just like I need sustenance and like I can't really use a ton of their space. Yeah. Cause their apartment was tiny. Like yeah. it was already a lot for me to be there. And I understood that. So it was like, okay. Yeah. Slim fast it is. It was disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Oh yeah. I much preferred the uh what was it carnation
1: oh, instant yeah. breakfast
2: or whatever they had. Their powder one was much tastier.
1: I've never had that one. I've only had the Slim Fast.
2: You had to have your own milk for that one.
1: See, that's too much work for
2: me. Yeah, it 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 wasn't pre-canned for you.
1: I I've learned I'm not good with milk, so.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't drink milk at all anymore. I made mac and cheese this
1: week, and I'm like, oh, this milk expired like six days ago, but it like tastes okay. So, but I hadn't hadn't even opened it yet. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm gonna get the nut milks because they last longer.
1: I know. That's the only reason, like,
2: especially for cooking.
1: I do love a good nut milk.
2: Yeah, they just. It's the expiration date. Yeah. That's very helpful because I don't go through a lot of milk either, unless I like buy a box of cereal, which is like a once in a while thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I fucking love cereal. I
2: do too, which is why I don't buy it because <laughs> I will eat nothing but cereal and there's not that much nutrition in it. Yeah. Uh, although lately I've had Count Chocula in my house.
1: Oh, I forgot it's about not Count the Chocula. Thing, it's not?
2: No, it tastes different. Oh, no, I was very upset because I ordered a box on Amazon because I wanted it so much. And then I went to Aldi and they had it. And I was like, well, I can have two boxes. That's fine. Yeah. And so now I have two boxes. Well, I'm on the second one. Uh, it's OK. But yeah. if you remember, it used to turn the milk like super dark chocolate brown. Right. Yeah. And be like super ch- like dark on Yeah. They changed it somehow. It's not as chocolatey.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm not even like. A huge chocolate theme, but that was the whole point of Count Chocula.
1: Right, it's same with like cocoa puffs. Yeah, it doesn't turn the milk chocolate. I don't want it.
2: Exactly, and it just it's not doing that anymore. It's it's not awful, but I don't I don't know. I almost wish I hadn't have had it because I want to remember it as it was.
1: Right. Well, it's good to know because I'm not I'm not gonna get it anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: And Lisa bought this other one. They have a new. They have a new one called the Monster Mash, which is like all the monster themed. Oh, Halloween so it's got ones. like
1: blueberries and frankenberry. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's a new one that's like a, a wolf that I had never heard wolf-berry. of before. Sure, wolfberry. Yeah. Uh, and that one's the same thing because it's kind of. It did you ever have that trick cereal?
1: The one for kids.
2: No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, kicks, tricks. Yeah, no, tricks. Yeah, the one. Yeah. yeah. It tastes like a light version of tricks cereal with a few marshmallows in it. Okay. So it's not great. Yeah. It's fine.
1: It's food.
2: Lisa hadn't. She was like, this isn't good. So do you want to eat it? And I was like, I'll try a little just because of curiosity. But no. And I was like, you can have my Count Chocula though, because it's also not that good. So yeah. No, I'm gonna hold out for Fruity Pebbles in the future, though. If I'm if I'm going for like,
1: that's what I never get. I never get Fruity Pebbles. For me, it's always like Honey Nut Cheerios. I I love a good Cheerio. Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. I
2: don't like the Apple Cinnamon as much. No.
1: Here are the Mm -mm. chocolate peanut butter ones. I have not. Those are pretty good. But I have had the Reese's. Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. Peanut butter chocolate flavor. (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. (laughs) If anyone at Post would like to sponsor us, or, or General Mills, or, yeah, any of this, any of the cereals,
2: yeah, we're into cereal, and you know yeah. what, we, I, I, I like some of the healthy ones too.
1: Yeah, oh, Honey had,
2: Bunches of Oat, fuck me up. Have you ever had that gorilla Munch one? I have not. <laughs> it's got a girl on the cover. It's like sweetened like rice balls or something like yeah. that. It's like you used to only find it at like the health food store. Yeah, it's good. I like gorilla Munch.
1: <laughs> okay, I have to try that.
2: Or puffins are are. The peanut butter puffins are good, not the other ones. That's another one that's That's like fancy
1: of Captain Crunch. It's good, but it destroys your mouth.
2: I can't do the berries anymore. Like I think I could eat regular Captain Crunch. Well, I don't know why they came out with that. Oops, all berries because I was like, that's my least favorite part.
1: I don't mind the berries, but yeah, it is kind of the crunchy squares. I don't want all berries though. Yeah, no, not at all.
2: Yeah. It took me a long time to figure out that I didn't like the berries and I was like, oh, I just like the normal part. Oh wait, they sell actual just Captain Crunch. So I right. like, maybe get that.
1: I might have to try it again. I mean they found out that asbestos is bad for you so maybe it won't destroy your mouth as much.
2: I was gonna say it always left that like film in your mouth. I think that's why I haven't like had it in a million film years. Film
1: and blood from yeah. just scraping the shit out of you.
2: Yeah. Cereal is scary, man. It is. It's it's terrifying.
1: It's it's not a it's not a no risk food. There is some risk with cereal. There's
2: some definite risk. It's too
1: crispy, crunchy.
2: <laughs> I love it. Cereal talk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with Alex and Jess.
1: Yes. So, like I said, it is Devil's Night. Yes. And I'm going to a party. Curse tonight. of the Nain Rouge. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Again, check out uh, yeah. Scaring
2: is Sharing. Uh,
1: Spiritual Sisters.
2: Yes, their 50th episode if you want to hear about a terrible movie.
1: Yeah, and it is available on Tubi, too, so you can mm-hmm. watch it for free. Yes. Because you do not want to pay money for this movie. No, do, you not, do not, please. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm. But So it's Devil's Night, going to a party tonight, and I was going to be the Joker, but mm-hmm. I couldn't find my green hair stuff.
2: Which is necessary.
1: Yeah, I was like, I could do it without. I'm like, no, because then no. I'll just be... Uh, and then I thought like, well, maybe it could be a mime. And then I ended up just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go out and try and find what I, I'm just going to go up to all the Halloween stores, see what I can find. So I like went and grabbed Jen. And then it was, I went to like Party City. Nothing. I went to Big Lots. Nothing. I went to Spirit Halloween. Nothing. I'm like, well.
2: Big Lots for Halloween. Is that a.
1: We just it was right next to the Party Cities. I was like, well. They okay, okay, poppin'. that's right. I
2: was just like, I would never would have thought of that as a destin a Halloween destination.
1: They had like a few things, but it was definitely not like Spirit Halloween or It's I like mean, going to CBS for Halloween, Halloween costume. I did things. that today too. I was like, do they have green hairspray here? That's all I need. And so I ended up going to the mall and
2: Let's go to the, the mall, mall.
1: Exactly. Today. I ended up like wandering through JCPenney and then I went. They actually and like one of the things that was missing for my costume was a wig and they had a hair shop in the mall. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Why not?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I found the perfect wig for my costume. Perfect. And then like went to H&M, found the perfect shirt for my costume. It's went all coming to, together. Yeah. Went to Hot Topic. It was meant to be. I know. And I was, it mean, really topic. is. Yeah.
2: Oh, I miss Hot Topic. I love it. I mean, it. I don't actually want to go, but like I miss wanting to go to Hot Topic.
1: Right. It was interesting. She's like, do you have a Hot Topic Rewards? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, do you want to try? I'm like, sure. So I gave my phone number like, oh, you have one. I'm like, cool. I did used to shop here. pretty, Not like super frequently, but like somewhat frequently. Oh, in, my gosh. College. My college
2: junior and senior year of high school, a lot. Probably at least my first few years of college, a lot as well. Yeah. All the
1: t-shirts. Oh, yeah.
2: So many t-shirts with weird things on them made out of glitter.
1: I remember in my like freshman year writing class, we had to like write a paper about something that's like misunderstood or gets a bad rap. And I wrote mine about Hot Topic, <laughs> which like looking back, I'm like, fuck you, Alex. Do you still have that? Probably saved somewhere.
2: If you find it, I want to see it.
1: Uh, there's a uh, thinking back. There's so many papers I wrote in college. And I'm like, why? Why did you do that? I mean, you should see some of my early college poetry. Oh, I would love to. It's- I stumbled upon it
2: like six months ago or something like that. And I was reading it out loud to Lisa. And I was just like, I couldn't even get through it because I was laughing so hard at it.
1: We should do, this could be a Patreon. I'll find one of my old papers. You find some of your old poetry. Oh yeah. And then we'll swap and have the other person read it out loud. I love it. And the other person can just be crying in the corner out of embarrassment.
2: 100%.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my costume came together and... I'm just going to give you a hint. You already know, but the listeners mm-hmm. don't. He's sorry. He's sorry. He's sorry. That's all i will say I'm, to the end. I'm
2: going to give a second hint. Yeah. Because I had a trouble with it. But once, I, now I know that part. Yeah, movie.
1: Yes. from a, It's a movie character. That helps. Spooky season movie.
2: He's sorry. He's sorry. He's sorry. We've talked about this movie. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, if we haven't, we probably, like, Think of a movie we would have talked about for spooky season, yeah. So, exactly, and we'll touch on it in the end because it's related to my two truths and a lie. Spoiler alert, uh, I have no idea. I'm going to
2: a party tonight as well. Uh-huh. Uh, at shout out to Wendy, yes, uh, we love Wendy,
1: love Wendy, friend of the show, yes.
2: And I have no idea what I'm gonna be.
1: I'm That's gonna like, of fun though, just
2: open, yeah. I mean, I'll probably turn into a zombie or something because I feel like that's been my go-to the past few years because I like doing the makeup. It's like fun. Oh, same. But I think I'm just going to get like open the box, look through my wigs, be like, well, wig or what what makeup do I want to do and have a go from there. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. I was like, Wendy, I don't, I don't have a costume. Although I do have your pool from our 100th episode party in my backyard in the trunk of my car. So maybe I'll just come as your pool.
1: (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. No, I was joking with Jen. I'm like, Halloween isn't Halloween if you don't turn it into a drag race mini challenge. Like, today's this week's mini challenge. You have one day to pull together crap from your house to make a Halloween Mm -hmm. costume.
2: It's just, the last couple years have been so... Weird. Exhausting. Yeah. That I love Halloween. I love Halloween. I love dressing up. I love costumes. But the inspiration hasn't, like, been there for me the same that it always is. I didn't carve pumpkins last year. I haven't carved pumpkins yet this year. Yeah. There's still a day. Who knows? It's been, yeah, I just, I haven't felt as inspired. And that makes me bummed because I love same. Halloween.
1: I've been going through the same thing this year. of like, oh, man, this is like my, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It
2: is. And
1: I'm just kind of like, eh. But I mean, today I got in the last. spirit. Yeah.
2: Maybe we'll have a Halloween New Year's. Love it. I think that would be amazing. Actually. Yeah.
1: I, any excuse to wear a costume. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah. Same costume. Wig makeup, I'm there. Same. I love wig ma- wigs and makeup so Same. much. The costume part's fun too, but I love the wigs and the makeup the That's most. That's what makes it. Yeah. It's like, the most fun to do.
1: Yeah. That's what me and Jen were talking about. Cause like once we found the wig for my costume, I'm like, I'm not as concerned about the rest of the outfit. Cause like
2: you've got the wig, you've the got the centerpiece. Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. Well, I love it. You inspire me. Hopefully I will get there. Yes. Before we get started on anything, though, I do have to tell you about one movie I watched this week. I watched a lot of stuff this week. Okay, but I have okay. to tell you about one movie I watched this week because it was one that my mom used to watch in my childhood, but it, like took me a second to realize it. Like I yeah. remembered clips from it, but it's called, and I found it on Amazon Prime, and I stumbled across this movie that stars Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper.
1: Oh God, already in? Is it? Oh, um, what is it called? Vibes. Oh, not the one I was thinking. I was thinking like there's one like 1 800 Transylvania or something that has Jeff Goldblum in it.
2: Oh, I think I know that one too. I I've, haven't seen it, it, but
1: I've like it's been on my I've, list forever. Yeah.
2: No, this one is called Vibes and it's about, I'm not, I, I won't say too, too much, but it's about basically there's this like group of people who all have these different psychic abilities. Okay. And they're being studied at this place and there's this like other guy kind of like watching them from the outside and the two main characters, uh-huh. Cindy and Jeff, both have different psychic abilities. And it's hilarious because Cindy Lauper, her ability came after like an accident or whatever, and she started seeing a ghost named Louise. Oh my and she's god. She's always like Louise.
1: I love Cindy Lauper. Stop Lopper. talking,
2: Louise. I'm trying to do this thing over here.
1: I yeah. love Cindy Lopper. I remember I think it was when Cher was winning an award for the Kennedy Center or something. They were like people doing covers of Cher song. Like mm-hmm. Adam Lambert did believe but uh, I think Cyndi Lauper did if I could turn back time. Ugh. And it was funny because like she comes out on stage and Cher is like, you told me you aren't going to be here. And I then Cyndi Lauper like, I lied. And then just started singing.
2: I lied. Yeah. <laughs> I like fucking love Cyndi Lauper. I couldn't like go through her whole catalog or anything like that. But like just her as a human. She has such a good vibe. She really does. And what, which it's perfect because this movie is called Vibes. Yeah. And so she play they play this character and this man approaches them to come find his long or not his long lost son, his lost son down in somewhere in South America. Yeah. And I won't say too much, but they go down with him. There's a lot of things that happen. They're on the search, stuff gets twisted, like whatever. But yeah, like so Cindy Lauper's character like channels you know, people from the other side sometimes. So there's yeah. these, like parts where she goes like almost into a trance like state
0: uh-huh.
2: and Jeff Goldblum's character. Oh, when he touches an item, he can basically tell everything about that item's history, like what it who it's interacted with and like all these things. But they're so well paired together in that movie. The characters are good. It does in the middle start to kind of move like a little fast where I'd almost want more character development. But it's mm. also like 80s, 90s movies did that. Yeah, it's just changed. But yeah, I remember my mom used to have it on like in the background at home sometimes. And so I get like 20 minutes in the movie and I'm like, oh my God. And I almost knew this like one scene, uh, not verbatim, but like, um, like enough of it where I was like,
1: verbatim-ish.
2: Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember this part and I was so excited. And I watched it and I, immediately, like, I paused it at one point. Lisa walked by my room and I was like, Lisa, you have to watch this movie because she loves Jeff Goldblum. Uh, of
0: course. And I was like, I mean, Jeffy's in not? it.
2: I don't know why I said Jeffy. That was a terrible thing. But like I did. And. I, I'm just putting that out there to the world. Everybody should go to Amazon Prime, watch Vibes. If you don't like it, then I'm sorry for you. But did you ever see the episode where he was a guest it.
1: judge on Drag Race? No, it's fucking bonkers, and I love it.
2: I mean, everything Jeff Goldblum does he he's a, he is another person. I do appreciate a lot of his work, mm-hmm. and actually, I would say I appreciate all of Cindy Lauper's work as well too. Yeah. But he's another person that for some reason, the vibe coming off of him is just really, and I've never interacted with either of them in person, but they did just seem like very genuinely yeah. awesome
0: people. Oh, yeah.
2: I will never forget Jeff Goldblum when he was in an episode of Portlandia.
0: Uh-huh. He
2: worked at the Knots store selling knots to people. It's such yeah. a ridiculous premise. I loved it. Yeah, Uh, but I mean, like he's done so many amazing things and I've been trying to catch up on his catalog because like a lot of it was in the 80s and 90s. And oh, yeah, not age appropriate for me necessarily. Like I finally watched with Lisa Earth Girls are easy, which is like one that kind of put him on that one, right? No, it's him. uh, I want to say one of the Wayans brothers. it's uh, The the lead female in that movie is Gina Davis. Gina. Jim Carrey's also in that movie. Okay. And this is like pre them being them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And Damon Wayans. Okay. So it's just solid cast. It's a solid cast but they were all like I don't think any of them were like super famous at that time. Yeah. Oh and actually in vibes just speaking of that Steve Buscemi is in it Um, but he's a bit character and you know how Steve Buscemi is always a Steve Buscemi character. Oh absolutely. He's not.
0: Oh. He's
2: like average jackass guy like just like jerk boyfriend guy
1: interesting
2: and it's so interesting to see him like that because this is like pre-Steve Buscemi being Steve Buscemi as we know yeah. you know as an actor and I mean he does well it's a it's not a huge role or anything like that but he does well but it was interesting just seeing like young Steve Buscemi yeah But we've been chatting for a bit. Yeah. We do have some lovely witches brew in front of us because it is the season. Absolutely. Got to celebrate that season. But I've got a story for you today.
0: Ooh, I'm not going to lie. It's a
2: little bit of a bummer story. But, you know, we 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 need to talk about those sometimes, too. Right. Uh, And this one actually comes from the 80s. Speaking of we've talked a lot about the 80s and 90s. So this week's story starts with a man named Lorne Hanley.
1: Lauren Hanley. Lauren Hanley.
2: And on March 14th of 1984, Hanley had a regular standing coffee date with his friend Philip Phil, air quotes. Which I was like It's a stretch for a nickname. I know. (laughs) Tracy. But that coffee date wouldn't happen because Phil never showed. Oh no. And when Hanley went to check on his friend, he was met with a very gruesome scene. Oh no. So we're gonna put a pause on that. We're gonna give a little background to who this man, Tracy. Philip Phil Tracy was. And he was a Shakespeare scholar and English professor at Wayne State University. Okay. He was born in 1934. And again, we're in the, you know, 1984 at this point. Mm -hmm. And he grew up in a blue collar neighborhood of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. As an adult, he wasn't particularly close with his family. And part of this was due to the fact that he was an openly gay man and they weren't very comfortable with that. So a shame. Yeah. We do have to put it in the context of the '80s. Yeah. Um. Not that it makes anything all right whatsoever.
1: Yeah, people didn't like gays in the '80s.
2: No, it was a bad time, and this is it's like a bad the time for
1: everyone. Mid to
2: late '80s, were so we're also leading into things like the AIDS pa- pandemic, which, like, yeah, people misunderstood so much. Oh God, yeah. That it just. Yeah. Yeah. So Tracy was hired at Wayne State in 1970, and he quickly became a student favorite. Like, he was just like. Super chatty, super funny. He was a social butterfly. He often hosted gourmet dinner parties at his home on the east side. He was known to give out his phone number during lectures that he gave about homosexuality. Dope. And that yeah, exactly. And it was in case anybody needed to talk with him.
1: Oh, I love
2: that. Um, or in his words, quote. Use it, but only if you like fat femmes. Love it. <laughs> I knew you would. That's why absolutely.
1: I it. <laughs> Wait, hold a second. Just yeah. for those that don't understand. There's even to this day a horrible stigma in the gay community about being fam, about being fat, even and like, like kind of like the trifecta of terrible is no fats, no femmes, no Asians, which is awful. Yeah, it's still a problem to this day, and luckily it's getting better. Mm-hmm. But that's where that comes from.
2: I actually looked it up because yeah. I was. I read it and all this came from one article, one stellar article that I will definitely source at the end because it was an amazing article in our Detroit and I read it and I was like, I don't completely understand what that said. So I did actually do a little research on yeah. it. I'm glad that you explained it because you explained it far better than I would have uh, because I, I could tell, I was like, there's something here that I don't understand from my perspective that I it's wish I could. It's internalized
1: homophobia. It's just like, mm-hmm. there's the whole like, femme thing is just like, oh, too gay. And it's like, you're fucking a dude at the end of the day. You're doing the gayest thing you can do. What matters if he's wearing like nail polish or whatever, you know? And
2: it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah.
1: But still an issue in the gay community today. A lot better than it has been, but and it's a I'm, work in progress.
2: I can imagine in the 80s it was Oh, yeah, huge the 80s ang- was
1: a whole other layer too. That's like where a lot mm-hmm. of like the gay body stuff came in because like people didn't want to look sick. And so they would hit the gym to make sure they looked like peak physical condition. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started a whole thing in the gay community too, over like, you can't have like this much body fat or like, you know, the mm-hmm. whole just like physical standard of men because like it started during the AIDS epidemic. Cause it was like, you don't want to look sick.
2: Yeah. And you know, obviously far more about, you know, the history of being homosexual than I do. I do have gay friends. Uh, no i just mean like you you've you've done actual research and stuff about like gay history and things like that and like i know you've got that awesome book and like things things of that nature so correct me if i'm wrong on anything too but like the the history is long Mm -hmm. but a lot of changes have happened in the history in the last like 50 60 years or so because it used to just be like okay yeah people people would be gay but they would kind of like hide it behind closed doors and like let's not talk about it and like whatever and they're
1: roommates
2: exactly yeah roommates and then there might be like a club here or there you know a secret club to go to or whatever things like that but we just it's don't ask don't tell don't talk about it like don't yeah we just we don't do that or whatever yeah and then like I don't know. Did did it coincide with like civil rights movements as far as like people starting to maybe come out a little bit more? I mean, obviously like there were people, uh, figures like Harvey Milk, and um, New York City had a lot of advancements like throughout like the seventies.
1: Oh yeah, well like so, Stonewall happened in nineteen sixty nine. Okay, so almost June twenty like, it was Judy the day the day Judy Garland died. So you know the oh, gays were already pissed. Like, yes,
2: bad day. <laughs> right.
1: But the follow that's kind of like the gay liberation movement came out of that. And the following year was the first Pride. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of the whole thing about Pride. It was a protest. It was was more of a protest than a parade. It was kind of like, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Kind of like. Mm
2: -hmm. We're not going anywhere.
1: Right. Kind of like we're done hiding in the shadows. We're done being like this, Mm -hmm. like subclass or whatever, or just kind of, we're done. Well,
2: centuries of oppression for. Right. Sexual preference.
1: Right. So. That was, yeah. So like Stonewall, like early seventies, was kind of like, "Fuck this! We're doing, we're mm-hmm. we're here. We exist, and we deserve to be seen."
2: Mm-hmm. And then you kind of roll that into the eighties, and then the AIDS yeah. epidemic coming along, and that kind of like mucking progress up a bit because people got scared. Well, and made their made a lot of uh insinuations.
1: Well, do you know the original name? It wasn't called AIDS at first. It was called GRID. Oh, I didn't know that. Gay-related immunodisease or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah, if you like, ever want a heartbreaking story about the AIDS epidemic, watch the... I think it's The Normal Heart. Okay. Great, devastating movie, though. Okay. Julia Roberts is in it, though.
2: Oh, interesting. And
1: okay. so is uh, the guy who plays Sheldon Cooper.
2: Oh, I, I I can see his face, but I don't know his name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally blanking on his name. So mm-hmm. Peter something. Sure. Yeah. I
2: didn't. I didn't watch that show, so I don't know.
1: I, I love him as an actor. I don't love that show, but he was great in this. Oh, he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just, I didn't, I didn't love that show. I thought yeah. it was.
1: Oh, Matt Bomer's in it too. I love Matt Bomer. I had some issues
2: with, uh, what's it called? Well, I can't even remember the name of the show because I didn't watch Big it. Big Bang Theory. Thank you. Yeah. Because it
1: wasn't <laughs> celebrating nerd culture. It was making fun of it. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah.
2: basically it was, uh, the character of Sheldon was on the spectrum. Yeah, like that character would be on the spectrum. Oh, absolutely. There, there's a lot of missed social cues and things like that, and there's nothing wrong with being on the spectrum. But like again, like you said, it wasn't like celebrating it; it was like making fun of it to a certain degree. And like, Jim
1: Parsons, sorry, there we go. Yeah,
2: and I didn't love that. That's why I was just thinking about that the other day.
1: Yeah.
2: So anyway, yeah, I'm no, I'm glad we had that discussion though because it yeah. kind of sets the scene of what yeah. is actually happening at this point in time too. So just a couple other things about Philip Tracy. Several fingers on his right hand were permanently bent, but he would openly attribute this to a failed attempt at changing a flat tire. And he met his friend Lauren Hanley, the man mentioned at the top, when Hanley was working as an assistant in the English lab at Oakland Community College, mm-hmm. and he started actually attending monthly authors nights at the Scarab Club. Call nice. That when Tracy was reading and eventually Hanley went through a breakup and he needed an apartment. So Tracy helped him get a new one, which was very close to his Mm -hmm. literally across I-94 Hanley could see Tracy's car in the driveway from his window. Mm -hmm. And actually they became so close that he eventually, they developed like a, a system of where Tracy's car was in the driveway to indicate if Tracy was like open to having guests over, or if he had another guest over that, I love that. He didn't that. want to be disturbed, yes. So. The gays,
1: we love our codes.
2: <laughs> they were never romantic, though, despite the fact that they were both gay men because that's not how that works necessarily. And that's sometimes how it is. Yeah, it's no, like, people can just be platonic friends.
1: Believe it or not, gay men aren't attracted to every other man. No. Straight men need to learn that. Well, I love what straight men are like, oh my God, I don't want you hitting on me. I'm like, believe me, honey, I'm not. You're yeah. not my type.
2: I'd say, I mean, I'd say like, and no matter sexual preferences, people can be platonic friends, even Absolutely. though they're attracted to each other's gender. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're attracted just because you're attracted to a gender doesn't mean you're attracted to every human in that gender. Absolutely. Like it's not how that works. Uh, so Hanley would even house it for Tracy. Cause Tracy would do a fabulous things like go off to New York city to see like a Broadway show, travel mm-hmm. a lot. Eventually the two would travel together and just be really good friends. Love that. Yeah. So while, Tracy was very open about his sexuality. It was the 80s and, as we mentioned, three different times. So what he didn't tend to advertise to anyone, but his very close friends, was basically how he fulfilled his sex life. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that uncommon, but it was a little dangerous, Mm -hmm. uh, especially since the cops were not very empathetic to the gay community when crimes were committed against them. Yeah. So in Hanley's words, quote, Anonymous interactions were normal for gay men because it made it easier for them to hide. There was a cultural impact from those anonymous interactions. There were consequences. And as a side note, Tracy did have a very particular type. He was attracted mostly to black men who had wives or girlfriends.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: He would keep stacks of notes on his dresser telling the details of what his partners enjoyed sexually. Mm -hmm. And he met many of the men by placing ads in gay-specific publications such as The Advocate and Michigan Connection. Mm -hmm. He would keep these ads kind of vague and open-ended and kind of like a little fluffy. So he got a lot of responses because of of that vagueness. So after the two got closer, Hanley would soon find out that Tracy's injury on his hand was not from a tire-changing situation, but it was from a time when he had met up with a man who threw him into a van, pulled a knife on him, and tried to kill him. Shit. Yes. Yes. So Tracy fortunately escaped, but with severe cuts on his hands that would permanently damage. Mm -hmm. So back to March of 1984, the night before the standing coffee date, as mentioned, Hanley couldn't see the end of Tracy's car in his driveway. He would look at the driveway because of that communication that they had. Like, I wonder what he's up to. Like, let's see where the car is. Yeah. Yeah. So March 14th, he headed the coffee date and he they were also meeting up with a man named Bill Johnson, who was actually the owner of the apartment building. So the landlord, but Tracy never showed after an hour, they went to check on Tracy Johnson had a key to mm-hmm. the place. Cause he's a landlord. Yeah. So when he didn't answer, they opened the door. Johnson stayed outside and Hanley went in. This is when he found 49 year old Tracy face down on the kitchen floor. Pockets turned out next to the stove covered in blood from what seemed to be stab wounds. Oh God. Yeah. Th- this is awful. Yeah. There was so much blood that it seeped through the wooden floors and was dripping in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously they called the police. When the police arrived, they took Hanley and Johnson in for questioning. Mm -hmm. They treated Hanley like a suspect. Mm. They repeated the same questions about his whereabouts for the past 24 hours. He provided them with the truth. He had been working all day in the northern suburbs. He was meeting with clients for his drapery business. So a lot of alibis there. Mm -hmm. And he'd spent the afternoon hours with his mother in her new house. So, Mm -hmm. like, tons of people had seen him in the last 24 hours. He encouraged them to check with everybody, but they basically pressed on without checking with people. Of course. Eventually, they did release him, but very reluctantly. Mm -hmm. When Johnson was questioned, he mentioned that he had seen a strange car in Tracy's driveway the night before. Mm -hmm. This would later be corroborated with another neighbor who even noticed the car's vanity plate, which read... S-N-A-K-E. Snake? Snake. Yeah. So that seems like a pretty good lead. Yeah. Right? But unfortunately, the cops didn't really try very hard.
1: Of course not. It was the 80s and he was gay. Yeah.
2: They really wanted Hanley to be the suspect because it would be easy. Yeah. So they could get rid of another
1: gay man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: In his words, quote, You know in Copland how they have this idea if they don't catch the perpetrator, it's a fast ride to never catching them? Mm Mm-hmm. That's for sure what I think the police thought. Here they had this guy who had found Tracy at the scene. Plus, I was gay, and police assumed that gay men kill other gay men. They wanted to solve it and get it out of the way. There. He did it. Done. Yeah. So, but they had nothing that they could actually book him for. Right. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So eventually he was, uh, as mentioned, he did. he was released. But he never heard a peep from investigators again. There mm. was no follow-up, no, like... Even with the the vanity plate, no follow up to handling. So easy
1: to like look up.
2: Well, he did later find out they did find the owner of the car. Uh huh. But that man's girlfriend provided an alibi for him. So.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
2: Yep. The case went cold.
1: Yeah, because he probably would have told his girlfriend, "Hey, I'm going over to fuck this dude and then kill him."
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. That's what you say. Right. So we're gonna actually dive a little bit more into like what else is happening like outside of this yeah. particular case because it's kind of fucking wild. We're going to look at some other cases. Mm-hmm. Ron Hamilton, also a gay man was a public school librarian who lived only about four miles away from Tracy.
0: Okay.
2: He was found to have been stabbed in the same night in his house. Also with his pockets turned out. Oh my God. There's so much in common too. Cause they're both also like in the education, the field of education, yeah. which is interesting too. Yeah. Just, just, so much. Yeah. April 2nd. So a couple weeks later, Detroit area high school teacher Richard Bryan, age 58, was found in his bathtub stamp, stabbed 64 times. Oh,
1: my God.
2: His throat was also slashed. Oh, God. And you guessed it. Also a gay man.
1: Does or you Pakistan might have guessed up? it. I yeah. don't know if you oh, guessed no. it. But like... I Yeah.
2: This case was a little different, though. In the fact that... uh. There was actually two convictions made in this
1: case. That's good, at least.
2: Yes. Uh, 20-year-old Clarence Ray and Jan- 21-year-old James Schultz had met while serving time at the Riverside Correction Facility in Ionia, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they were caught because they had told friends their story. Basically, Ray's friend, Emmy Thompson, uh, met up with them at the Melvin Melvindale Motel, and she would go on to testify against them. Perfect. The story went that Ray and Schultz had picked up Bryant at the R&R Saloon, a Michigan Avenue gay bar, and -hmm. had accompanied him home, and they had plans to rob him. Mm -hmm. Schultz then hit Bryant over the head with a bottle. Bryant screamed, so Schultz held a pillow over his face while Ray Ray began to stab him. Oh, shit. Yeah. They ransacked the home, placed his body in the tub, and stole his car. They were also later found with a watch that under witness testimony had belonged to Bryant.
1: Mm.
2: So that one was pretty cut and dry. Like there was no.
1: Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it.
2: Yeah. So there is kind of like speculation were were those two men responsible for these other ones? Or was that just another.
1: Was that copycat kind of thing?
2: Exactly. Or, I mean, let's call it what it is too. Hate crime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like these men went to a gay bar at, in a predator way like a, and yeah. not a sexual predator but just like a, a violent predator yeah, type of fashion of like well yes they had plans to rob him but how did they think that was gonna go you know what I mean right. like
1: which is so unfortunate cause like it is so supposed to be a safe space but anyway
2: yeah yeah uh, there were two other cases that were also very similar around the same time period I don't have dates I did try to look these up but it's very hard to find yeah cause conveniently the records suck
1: oh yeah yeah of course yeah. you know
2: uh, they were stabbed in their homes, many of them with connections to education as well. And all gay men. Yeah. yeah. I do have two names. Again, I couldn't find anything, but uh, the article kind of cited these two names. Vlasopoulos and um, Ambrosio. So if anybody okay. knows anything about those cases, 1984, I would be very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they had both happened a couple months previous. Okay. So now we just had to a short year later. And this is when a man named Jeffrey Montgomery... Lost his boyfriend, Michael, who was gunned down through his car window while leaving a gay bar at Seven Mile and Woodward called the gas station. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And none of these bars are in existence. Anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah. The only one around I, I know tacos. you would know, but yeah. I'm just saying that for reference. Of yeah. Like They've no. all they're all it's either so something sad, else. There that used that to
1: come. be so many in the area. Like, like the Palmer Park episode, there used to be so much gay yeah. nightlife yeah. around here. Well, and
2: Seven Mile and, and Woodward would pretty that's, much yeah, be Palmer pretty, Park. So, Yeah. yeah. A few days after this incident, Montgomery received a call from a friend at the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. And basically his friend told him not to expect any resolution to the case, which is just a huge bummer. But I mean, his friend was just trying to like. Be legit with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it was later revealed no officer was ever even assigned the case.
1: Of course not. Why would they? Mm -hmm.
2: So a few years later, in 1991, all these crimes spurred Jeffrey Montgomery to create what he called the Triangle Foundation, which is now called Equality Michigan. Love it. And it's a group aimed to combat, well, originally anti-gay, now it's all-encompassing LGBTQIA yeah. uh violence and to expose a pattern within the DPD of shrugging off these crimes. Yeah. Uh, and again, now their focus is basically safe spaces and to to create safety. Yeah. Within the Absolutely. community.
1: I've heard of Equality of Michigan too.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Free don't know group. when the name changed or anything like that. Uh, unfortunately, Jeffrey passed away in 2016. Mm-hmm. But it does still, see, yeah, seem to be up and running. I did go to the website and like kind of poke around a little bit because I was like, oh, uh, which is how I found it was changed. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like a great organization. Oh yeah. And now we're going to fast forward to 2014. Monica Mercer, writer at Our Detroit, it's uh-huh. the writer of the article, I got all this information from because again, very little information out there. Yeah. Contacted the police to request Tracy and Hamilton's files. Mm-hmm. She was told Tracy's couldn't be located. Oh, of course. They're not. lost. They're gone. They're nowhere yeah and who knows honestly they could be in some warehouse somewhere they could have gotten flooded somewhere they could have been involved in a fire there's so many places somebody could have taken them home and just never brought them back in like yeah there's so many things that could have happened uh she did however receive hamilton which is the the other man we, yeah. we mentioned who was down the road from tracy yeah and she got a 200 page report mm-hmm. most of it redacted of course According to the police, it was redacted to, quote-unquote, protect the safety. Of who? He's already dead. Of anyone connected. Okay. You know the case from three decades ago? Yeah. Let's protect that.
1: Yeah.
2: And unfortunately, that's kind of where our story ends, because these are all cold cases, because of
0: not being taken
2: how they should have been taken. Not being taken seriously. Like they should have been taken when yeah. these things were happening. Uh, a lot of shrugging off. Also, I do know the Detroit police department, you know, Detroit has a bad rap. It's a great city, mm. but it has had a lot of, and it's not necessarily like this before, but it was, you know, yeah. uh, there was a lot of homicide within the city yeah. during certain decades. And part of it was underfunding. To yeah. The police. Uh, You know, a normal homicide detective might have like 20 cases going on, which is just, That's a lot. Too Too much from a person. So I don't want to put like all the blame on there. But also, obviously, in the 80s, it was a lot of the attitudes of like, who are we going to. Right. Actually look for and who are we going to honor in the way that they should be honored by giving this a thorough search. Right. Because there's tons of cases out there. And, you know, we're, we're not quite there now, but this still happens. Mm hmm. There's high profile cases that make national news. Yeah. And then there's ones that get swept under the rug. And Mm -hmm. there is no case that is more important than other ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. A murder is a murder.
2: Exactly. So uh, I'm glad that this foundation was made. Yeah. I'm glad things are at least somewhat different now. I know it's a bummer of a story, but also like this is a way to honor.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm glad you I'm glad you did this mm -hmm. story.
2: And again, this article, it was from Outer Detroit. It's called No Requiem by Monica Mercer, published on October 14th, 2014. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely fabulous. She did an amazing job with it. It was just, it was wonderful. There's definitely more in there. There's definitely more in there from Hanley because she did interview him. And Mm -hmm. very, very just well done. Very appreciative of this article.
1: Yeah. Again, I'm happy to the story. And when you started telling it, I was half expecting it to go to court and then to be absolved because of gay panic, because that was a big mm-hmm. thing too for a yeah. while. Like but this I went even... temporarily insane because I found out they were gay, and so I killed them. And that's fine, right? Because mm-hmm. that was a big thing for a while. Just that was acceptable. Which both are just like equally Same with trans upsetting. Too. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> Tran- that's still, I was gonna say trans. It,
2: it, yeah. It and it none of it should be no. questionable. Like none of it should be a question. Like yeah. Murder is murder is murder is murder. There right. is like times where it can be accidental, and I do get, I mean, yeah, you know, making a difference there. But when it's like emotionally, yeah, they, like somebody's like opinion based, yeah, that's a hate crime.
1: Absolute fucking loop. When
2: somebody can't control their emotions, yeah, because they disagree with something, right? That's just bullshit.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I'm glad you did the story. So thank you. Mm-hmm. You did it justice.
2: Thank you. You brought me a story that was like kind of like right up my alley last week. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like uh, Alex will have a lot of. Not opinions. That's not the right word, but. Um,
1: Appreciation. Yeah. I feel yeah.
2: I feel like this is a good story to bring for Alex. That, Absolutely. And it was in a weird spot. I found it on Reddit originally, which. Love That's that. a whole other thing.
0: So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And as alluded to earlier, my two truths and a lie mm-hmm. is related to my Halloween costume. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, if you didn't get it from, he's sorry, he's sorry, he's sorry, mm-hmm. I'm being Nancy from The Craft. Stiff as a board, or light as a stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff
2: as a board, light as stiff as a board.
1: So, my two truths and a lie is about The Craft. Yes. So, let me get into it. Let's get into it. Fact no one. A big portion of the budget went into CGI for the snakes and bugs. Okay. Fact number two. They wanted the film to be PG-13 and even dropped an F-bomb from it to do, to achieve that. But automatically, movies about witchcraft get an R rating.
2: Oh, interesting if that's true.
1: Yeah. And then fact number three. Last year, a video on demand sequel called The Craft Legacy came out.
2: I want number three to be the lie, so I'm just going to make that the lie, even though it's probably not the lie.
1: It is true. Damn it. And Faruza... <laughs> I'm mad. a bulk, even reprised her role as Nancy Downs. Oh, I feel better
2: about that. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking of, like, new teen girls and... No, I, like... not um, that.
1: Yeah, like, when I was looking at this, like, because this article was written a few years ago, mm-hmm. I think, and they had an update for, like, so it was, like, the last fact of, like, oh, this sequel came out, or a sequel's going to come out, and I was like, did it actually oh, sorry. oh you did. already guessed sorry yeah so yeah it did come out last year it's on It's on Hulu it mm-hmm. said Hulu with a premium subscription so it might be on one of like the Cinemax or whatever okay. add-ons but I do want to watch it though
2: interesting yeah
1: so you got one and two left
2: so it's CGI snakes or the rating one yeah I'm gonna go with the rating one
1: the rating one is true. Dang it. I'm really or at, least at, my game. at least at the time. At least at the I don't know if it's still true, but mm-hmm. apparently the board, the M R P A A or whatever, the Yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. Um, ratings Authority. The ratings authority. I guess if if a movie's about witchcraft, it automatically gets bumped to an R.
2: That's a bummer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that does leave one. One is the lie. Okay. Because the snakes and bugs were real. Ew, gross. Literally, nope. They, They used about 2,000 snakes Mm -hmm. and they even specially bred cockroaches. Nope. For it? Nope. To, uh, they they kept the house sealed so there was no Mm. way these bugs could get out, but they specially bred the cockroaches to not be able to reproduce if they did get out. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did have some fun facts too about the craft.
2: Good. I was hoping because I love that movie.
1: Same. So, Robin Tooney who played...
2: Robin main, Tooney. Yes.
1: Played okay. the main girl. Uh, during her audition, she was nearly bald because of Empire Records, <gasps> which we talked about earlier. I told you that fun yeah. fact
2: right before we started recording. Which is why I
1: did not use that one. And it's a fun fact, not a fact fact.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah. I would have totally guessed that. Oh, I, I should have shut why, my mouth. I know. That's why I was <laughs> that like, I would have known. Sh-
1: yeah. But um, also, creepy things did happen during the ritual scenes they filmed. So here's Ooh. a quote from the Mental Floss article because, of yeah. course, the Mental show is Floss not... Mental Floss gets us. Yeah. Let's just not put that Not sponsored by Mental Floss, but... But they get us. Right. So this is a direct quote because I didn't want to summarize it. Yeah. Actors and members of the crew claimed that during the ritual scene on the beach, some strange things started to happen. Bulk had apparently heard from a witch that the beach didn't like par- pagan ceremonies. She got sick before filming, and when they came back to the beach to shoot the scene, the lights went out and the altar was washed away. (gasps) This is a uh, quote from Fleming. I can't remember who that is in the movie. Hi, Minerva.
2: Minerva has some words about this, too. She's like, you're talking about witchcraft? I'm in.
1: She has been like Halloween cat stretching lately, and I love it. (laughs) So, quote from Fleming. It was strange because when we would get into the invocation, the surf came up higher, and then we would go down when we stopped, recalled Fleming. Huh. Tooney, on the other hand, believed that there was a natural explanation for everything that happened. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Same. I love The Craft. I need to watch it this year still. It's such a good movie. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> During the, I, I was like, going to say, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to have a movie marathon tomorrow. So please come over. Okay.
2: Because I feel like now I need to watch Scream and The Craft. Like, those are my two. Yeah. Like, I need to watch this year movies. Yes. That was fantastic. Thank you for bringing...
1: Absolutely.
2: ...the craft to it. And I again, need to
1: study up on the craft before tonight so I can do more than... He's sorry! He's <laughs>
2: sorry! He's sorry! To any listeners out there, too, if Halloween is in your heart, feel free to celebrate it any time. Absolutely. Keep the spooks going. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. You can spook anytime. Yeah. Yeah. We, we will...
1: <laughs> Support you every step of the way.
2: Yes, exactly. So... Yeah. But I think... Oh, wait, we have to do plugs. We got
1: plugs. We got plugs. I'm
2: just skipping right ahead. I'm so excited about the season. I'm like, let's get to the seasonal thing.
1: I know. But before we get to the seasonals, if you want to find us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter are at Detroit Strange, our Facebook, Detroit Strange, and our email address, Detroit Strange at gmail.com. Mm
2: hmm. And you know, if you if you like this podcast, you should check out other podcasts on the Planning Night Podcast Network. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them. I'm gonna give a special shout out to Scaring a Sharing, absolutely. Who I was listening to their episode from last week, and I I believe they they dubbed us a uh, sibling podcast or something of that sort. And spiritual it was so, sisters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I like that. And um, or spiritual siblings. Is that what I said?
1: I don't know. I, I don't like know. Sisters. It was beautiful,
2: whatever it was. I called Alex immediately, like, gushing about how much we love them. Yes. And we do. And it's we a do. great show.
1: It really is. Like, even if you're not, like, a super horror fan, I found that, like, sometimes I like hearing about horror more than I like watching horror.
2: Well, and it kind of gives you context of, like, what you should watch. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they describe they do things. The hard, they do
1: the heavy lifting for you.
2: They do. They really do. They 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 sift through it, and it's wonderful, and they're funny.
1: They're just... Wonderful human beings. Yeah, so we we
2: highly encourage that. Uh, also, if you want to support this show, head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. We yeah. would love to read some on yeah. the show. That would be a wonderful treat. Fabu. You can also support us on our Patreon. Yes. And we're so happy that you came and joined us today. That's so wonderful. If you want any merch, we've also got the Threadless shop. Absolutely. But most of all, we are just happy that you're here with us.
1: Yeah. And Thanks you know, for listening.
2: Thanks for listening. Tell a friend.
1: Tell an enemy. Tell whoever.
2: Tell whoever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.
2: This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Detroit's own Stacks and Violence.
1: No, you're totally good. If you, like, I'm glad you didn't pee your pants.
2: I was like, your chairs are real nice. Um,
1: yeah, I don't want
2: to do that to you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. You're and you're a fast peer. I am. Speed pee.
2: Yeah, it's the one. It's the one talent I have.
1: Cause so I gotta get a lot of hair off my body before tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could just be hairy, Nancy.
1: No, I gotta. I definitely gotta save, shave my face, and I want to shave my legs because I like shaving my legs.
2: That's fair. I kind of thought I almost said just have hairy legs. And I was like, he probably wants to shave his legs. So, like, yeah. If you didn't want to, it'd be like, just have hairy legs. Yeah. It, yeah. I might even
1: shave my chest just so I can, like, I'm going to wear your sports bra tonight.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm glad it's getting good use. Oh,
1: yeah. I love it. Every time I would, like, put it on, I'm like, Jess,
2: <laughs> I'm glad you can think of me every time you have boobs.
1: Oh, uh, you're just such a supportive <laughs> friend.